Credit card. Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park. I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Welcome back to the parking lot. Also, to all the kids, welcome back to school. Welcome back to drop-offs. Welcome back to homework. Welcome back to new book bags, new clothes, uh, and everything all of the like. I know it took us forever to get through that line today. And it's usually like that. It'll probably be like that for the first couple days. We're going to get those nasty grams about don't cut the line, parents, and all that stuff. Uh, I was going to cut the line, but Jackson had a moral compass on today. and So I just did it the right way. And then there was traffic everywhere else, so it took me a long time to get moving and grooving today. But uh, hopefully that'll be over soon. Um, but that's not the main focus today. Uh, since we're talking about back, uh, I got to... I got to share some things. So a while back, I can't even remember what episode it was, but just in general, I was talking about uh, needing to go home. I haven't been home in five years. And if we're doing the math, you know, that means that everything that happened when it happened happened for me uh, electronically. Um, Decisions had to be made over the phone. Um, Services had to be planned for and viewed via zoom or webex or whatever stream you want to call it um life just had to be lived virtually and uh, i hadn't been back to the crib in that long so i know i originally talked about wanting to take two trips one uh, for business and just kind of handling affairs and and getting stuff out of storage and really uh cleaning up shop and, and clearing everything and then the second one to make sure we're all there um, to reminisce and see the good things and to you know feel where everybody was at and you know give my kids some experiences that they haven't had in a long time and just uh you know do everything properly that we wanted to do um but as life or fate or whatever would have it uh, that hasn't been as easy to get done as we wanted and so I was really facing a point where I wasn't going to get any trips in um, but um, as as things go uh, myself and my sisters got invited to an award ceremony and we decided to go uh, I didn't want to go not because I was against anything but just the schedule is crazy it was all during the week it's hard to get low uh last minute tickets or last hour tickets but i was able to cash in some points and a bunch of other stuff but for some reason hotels were crazy i forgot what's in town or what was happening but uh it was a lot going on and so uh logistics weren't my friend and it kind of made uh kind of put a little damper on it i felt myself as i was getting closer to time to go I feel like my emotions were in a different place just because I hadn't been there and, you know, wasn't necessarily going for leisure or going to settle things. We were going for an award ceremony. 
and <clears throat> we had little to no information on it just barely even knew what time to be there and what to wear and everything like that so we're sitting there trying to plan for this and got a busy hellacious week with work and um, the kids got sports stuff and so it's just a lot going on and it's a lot to do and a lot to ask for from everybody um, but was able to work it out in order to fly for free I had to get some some really horrible time tickets um, but worked it out worked out a rental car deal but what I didn't do was I didn't read the fine print because that rental car had to be back so early <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a minute um, so everything happened uh, coincidentally uh, myself and my oldest sister our flights came in around the same time so uh, we were able to go and I was able to wait for her for just a quick second and then we we got moving still handled my business with some meetings and then we were in that weird time where we were just in between breakfast and lunch so we had to kind of just roll around and and find where we could go to get ready to uh, do some work on wi-fi and just in driving through there were so many changes new restaurants new places that ain't never been nothing before um schools um grocery stores whole foods uh, bougie fancy restaurants there's a couple extra steakhouses and a fish place and um, just some of your mainstays like it came out of nowhere and it almost came out of nowhere so so randomly that it all looks kind of funny it's like if we had uh, if we were playing sim city or some type of builder game and we were just putting like house house community school building restaurant 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 <laughs> that's what the street looked like it looked like somebody was literally just playing sim city and just crashing things down and putting new things up but it was fun we started to just reminisce and try to remember what was there or what did it look like before and all these other things and it was really cool um it was a good time spent and then we finally were able to kind of get into our hotel rooms i was able to wind down work and I dropped my sister off and I just decided to do some sightseeing. I, I was intrigued by uh, just a few places that looked different before I wanted to see what else was out there. So I just started to drive around and see some of the old places, see my old schools. And the thing was when um, I had texted my wife and told her I was I was here, I landed. She was like, take pictures for the boys. And I was like, yeah, that'd be a good idea. So my sightseeing just turned into me just rolling by places and taking pictures um somebody probably could have called the cops on me but i was pretty smooth with it i was i had like a little pep in my step um but i mean there was so many places i went by my elementary school went by my middle school and it's crazy my middle school has a track now it's got a like we got a football field we used to have to go all the way down man got a facelift man it looks so good um yeah went by uh, my sister's high school, uh, I eventually went by my high school, but that's down the road. Um, but man, there's just so much happening. And I remember when that school was being built. I remember, you know, all the different people that lived in the neighborhood. I went by the old house and the old house looks completely different. It's hard to even feel sad. I, I specifically remember the last time I left, like either leaving from vacation or leaving from uh, switching jobs, 
I remember just looking at the house and like getting a little teary eyed because it was like, yeah, this is goodbye. Like this ain't the crib no more. Next time we come back, this isn't going to be what it is. And it's crazy because it isn't. Um, somebody young and with some dough bought it and like they've done work. Like they cleared out all the trees in the front yard and like it's just green grass. Uh, they put a fence in the back, which is wild. They cut down some of the trees and stuff there. They got kids stuff all around. They got a shed. I'm like, man, I'm like, I hardly even recognize that house. And it's crazy because you know what it looks like on the inside and on the outside. It just looks completely different. I wish I could just knock on the door and be like, Yo, can I just take a, f- a, a five to 10 minute tour? Just like looking in all and seeing what's there and seeing if there's some little scratch mark or some little note I wrote that's still out there or something like that. Um, in my wildest dream, I am not going to go knock on these people's doors and, and say anything like that. Shoot, there were cars in the driveway. I almost didn't want to take a picture, but I did. Uh, I really wish I could have got out and taken a selfie, but they probably would have done something wild. So I just, you know, kind of did a drive-by, <laughs> drive, drive-by picture taking. Um, at any rate, I did that. Went by uh, some old corner store stuff. Uh, saw my old bowling alley. Uh, saw some old golf courses. Um, old Seven Eleven. Shout out to Alan. Um, all these places. Uh, my mom used to love this one nasty restaurant, and I <laughs> went by there and went by where I bought my first car. Um, man, I know I'm forgetting stuff, but it's just so many things. Um, and just the memories were just flowing, like just filling my head. And it was it was so cool. Like every time I would hit a spot, I wanted to go hit another spot. And I just wanted to see so many things and doing as much as I could. <laughs> also, I'm taking work calls and also, I'm, you know, um, just keeping up with with life. Um, and also, I'm kind of sneaking around because. I knew I wasn't going to be in town for a long time, so I really didn't want to run into anybody because I wasn't going to have time to kick it. Um, but yeah, um, I officially went by and saw my parents. Um, that had been the first time, again, I hadn't been home in five years, so that was the first time I was able to see um, what the headstone looks like with everything written down in there. Um I was able to just spend time out there and be peaceful. I was able to take in the atmosphere, uh, receive the clouds and the, the light rain for what they were. I was able to check in with my feelings. I was able to um, really just have my own type of talks and, and me time and us time and, you know, take pictures and clear out the grass and, and, make sure that uh, I paid the the respects that they were due. And, you know, I got a chance to just be upset at the fact that things weren't supposed to be this way and the way that um, this crazy world and this crazy virus has been set up that, you know, you're not even able to, you know, honor people properly. And so um, I just had the opportunity to, um, have my moment and it was good and then I was able to get back to sightseeing <laughs> and I was able to 
you know, check out the old baseball fields and the old spots where, oh, you know, I made myself who I was and I could just see myself having these conversations with my kids as I was taking the pictures and, you know, they really were worth a thousand words and I could feel myself building them up. I saw my second set of parents, uh, my unofficial official godparents, uh, basically my best friend's parents. And we kicked it with them and we laughed and joked and talked junk for a while and that was good. And, you know, it was really just, uh, it was a really fulfilling day. A day I didn't expect to have and didn't know I needed. And then I capped it off by uh, going to see my road dog, my boy Marcus. Um, and, you know, we kicked it and we shut the mess and, and talked for a good while and, and life was good. And that was the easy part of the day. I figured that, that was going to be it. Then we were just going to go to this award ceremony and, you know, I was going to handle my meetings and going to go back on about my way. And that was that. And so the next day um, I had meetings and ate some, you know, crappy breakfast at my <laughs> hotel again it wasn't the best hotel in the world but also i knew where i was i knew where i was going to be i knew i was in good shape and i just needed a place to lay my head and have wi-fi to do work uh so then it was time to go to this award ceremony and again i told you the details were kind of sketchy but as we started to get a little closer we got some more ideas on what this was going to look like so my dad helped um start a mentoring program um, with uh, the retirees from his job and throughout the city they you know um, they work with high schoolers and people then going into college in this same scholarship program they come back and, and help be uh, mentor leaders so um, they were honoring them for their uh, milestone anniversary and their capstone presentations and they wanted us to come out and be a part of it and so I was like all right you know it is what it is so we all get there and we all figure out where we're supposed to be and I went straight to the lunches but I, I think well we weren't supposed to do that but I did <laughs> <laughs> and uh we went out there and it was really cool um not only was uh not only were these students really talented and they had uh, a lot of things going on for them and they had a lot of good activities that they put together and they were learning how to do presentations and they were learning how to improve on their speaking skills and uh, communication in general and how to control a crowd and how to, you know, deliver sales pitches and how to uh, get recognized for the things that they were doing. Um, but there was a group who my dad worked with and they had specifically honored him as part of their presentation and they had planted a tree in his honor and had a whole ceremony and uh now that we've seen the video and gotten the pictures from the ceremony um you know it was really well done and uh, a lot of people showed him some love and even kids that had never heard of him uh had were able to talk about him and talk about the legacy that he left and the things that he did um, as, it, it, as it had been taught to them. And I think there's just so much power in that. And we were always worried about what we can do and how we can uh, lead our lives and, and live our legacies. And, you know, here we are being 
honored as esteemed guest for um, somebody that some of these people have never even met. And then there's also people who we've never met who had been influenced greatly by my dad and to the point where, you know, they're about choked up just meeting us and, and talking about the experiences that they've had and, and the good person that he was and how much uh, of a joy he was to be around and the good help and good fortune he brought and how he was able to always talk about his faith and how his family and they, they could spit our information and knew who we were and knew who my kids were because he had just been talking about them. And so um, I made it a point to not really introduce myself as you know his kid and just kind of let the conversation go and see how it changed once they found out or once they put the name with the face or somebody came by and you said, you know, that's a, you know, Frank Sonny's here. And they're like, oh, my God. And, you know, people just took that moment to also talk about how they felt when they heard that he passed and, you know, what was going on and how it affected them. And even though it's weird for somebody to then want to talk about, you know, how him dying hurt them and everything like that, it was also interesting to see, um, you know, again, what type of uh, impact he had on their lives and how it affected them and um i don't know i'm not gonna say it was therapeutic but it was comforting to know that it was more than just oh sorry for your loss or you know all the thoughts and prayers or you know really good guy it was heartfelt and there are these people who could you know pinpoint stories or pinpoint examples and pinpoint the uh the exact reason way and time uh, how he was able to impact their lives. Even the president of the organization, the large scale organization, um, spoke on, you know, just hearing about his legacy and knowing, you know, who he was and knowing the, the circles that he ran in, he was able to understand, you know, what a tremendous uh, impact it was for him to be here. So it was um, a really successful event. Um, felt honored to be there glad to be there um glad i didn't miss it um glad i was able to be there glad my sisters were able to be there we got some good photos um we had a dinner and um, it was just a really good time it was a good time i didn't know i needed and wasn't expecting it but also appreciated being there for it and i'm glad I was able to be there. And I think I probably would have been upset if I hadn't been. Uh, I did not know that this was going to be the trip up here. Um, again, had I had it my way, I would have been able to be out here and broadcast and, you know, see a bunch of friends and take a big sightseeing tour and, and run into every single person I wanted to and avoid every single person I didn't and, you know, make it to all these different events and, and run in these different circles. But I just had to get in and get out. And that was the nature of the beast. Um, and speaking of which, I had to get out right away because the very next morning I had to turn the rental car in at like eight, even though my flight was at three thirty. and spoiler alert, it got delayed till like five. Didn't get home till like 11, but I spent all day in the airport <laughs> and I just kept moving around. Uh, my coworkers were calling me Tom Hanks because uh, they said I was trapped in the airport. Because every time we got on for a different WebEx, I was in a different spot. And they'd be like, are you still in the airport? Oh, yep, there he is. There's a different plane. 
And so they were just like looking at the gates where I was at. So it became a fun game. Like, let's call Chris in 30 minutes and see if he's at a different gate. Um, so we did that. And so as exhausting as it was, I got a lot of work done. Uh, I even put some career development tracks in place. Um, the week turned out well. It was just busy and kind of exhausting, but also I felt energized as well. And and I really didn't expect to be as proud as I was to be uh, related to such a good person. I mean, I already knew I was, but to hear people talk about it, it was like a a friendly funeral of sorts, a, a friendly memorial and a, uh, a good representation. And I mean, really, that's that's what you live for. And you really, you know, you want to happen. It's like a fairy tale ending that people knew your name and they knew who you were and um, your reputation spoke for itself. And, you know, you're kind of going down in history a little bit, at least recent history. You know, my mom's got a tree planted for her. I think it's still there at her high school. I went by there as well <laughs> the next day after that. So um, it's cool. It's cool. And I'm I'm glad it was able to uh, to happen. Um, also glad I got to see how crazy uh, the city looks and how crazy all the old stuff looks. And I was able to get some pictures of the ballpark. I wish the Tigers were playing uh, when I was there so I could have popped in and got some uh, action photos and some field shots for Jax. Um, but the buildings will have to do, fortunately for them. They're all together. Um, Softward field, still feel like we're going 5-12 and 12 or 6-11 and 11 at best. But it was just good to see the, the stuff. It, wildly enough, um, I'm glad I saw it. It kind of feels, I don't want to say it feels final, but like, it doesn't seem like home anymore. It just seems like a, it doesn't even seem like a vacation spot because who's going to Michigan for a vacation? But um, it just seems like a a stop on the tour, the tour of my life. Um, it doesn't mean that I'll never go back or won't be back. I mean, there's still some business that I have to attend to, so I will be back physically. Um, but, it just doesn't feel like home anymore. I mean, the cemetery does, <laughs> sad to say. Um, but everything else is different, as as it should be. You know, the ball fields and, like I said, the, the schools and the, the restaurants and the memories, they're there. But the recollection of them are, are different. And now we're pointing at buildings and we're pointing at geographic locations and being like you can't tell now but this road wasn't there and this house wasn't there and this building looked like this and obviously this is something that everybody goes through in fact um it reminds me of when we'd go to kansas city every summer um my parents would be doing the same thing be like oh yeah when i was growing up on this street it used to be this and this restaurant used to be here and we ain't never seen this before and <laughs> You know, and we lived it firsthand, too, because, you know, one of my grandparents' houses got um, torn down to become part of a school and everything else. So even when we'd come back year after year, you'd see the development and be like, man, this is way wild. This is this is not what it used to be. And that's the circle of life. But 
also the circle of life you have to move on and you have to grow and it just felt like I've grown from that place I of course sports and everything else and and my upbringing and my memories with my friends I have a special place in my heart for that area but it just didn't hit like it it did before it just it's different it's moved on without me and that's okay because I believe I've moved on without it am I ready to call where I'm at home I don't know about that it's it's here it's my kids home it's my wife's home it's it's where I am (laughs) it's home enough it's home adjacent um but also I, I don't feel as tied to the crib as I used to and feels kind of freeing at the same time feels like again something I needed to do and it came in a way that I wasn't expecting for it to come but I'm glad that it did speaking of which uh that's enough for here so let's get to some uplift and bring this thing home so as I enter what's beginning to be the this midlife I guess I'm, I don't want to call it a crisis, but just midlife uh, period where I'm at. Um, I just feel all this immense pressure to be great and be the legacy and be the the shining example and, you know, be perfect. And, you know, perfect is the enemy of good and comparison is the thief of joy and every other thing I can think of. Um, but it just I have moments where it hits me, honestly, it just. I'm never where I want to be. I'm, I'm never where I'm, I should be. In some cases, that's true. Um, I don't have it all together. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all perfect. If everything ends right now, uh, there will be some struggle. Uh, some of that stuff can get kind of heavy. And I know that when I was um, having my moment and having my alone time with my parents, um, it felt heavy. It felt almost like a failure. It felt like um, felt like I wasn't measuring up and living up to the legacies that had been provided for me. It felt like I'm so far away compared to you know where they were at or what they were doing or where they you know would want me to be. And you know it can it can feel <laughs> like you're almost you know running and crying to your parents and you know, sitting in their lap and and being sad that things didn't go your way, looking for that comfort. Um, And whether that comfort is from a physical hug or from, you know, spiritual representation or um, just a a deep reflection of where you're at and what you're doing, I think it's important to recognize, you know, those feelings and acknowledge them. Um, At that same time, I'm feeling that way. There was a a man which turned into a whole family uh, uh, about 100 yards away. Um, he was you know, sobbing and grieving intently and it was painful a uh, hundred yards in another direction there was a, a young woman out there with her dog and a blanket and some food and you know she was spending the only quality time she knew how to spend and in some weird way it felt like we were all oddly connected uh, in moments of sorrow and sadness and just feeling like you know helpless and feeling like we weren't enough and feeling like everything that we were doing was only going to get us so far. It was only going to get us to a tearful moment or just somber reflective period or just 
longing for um, companionship. It, it all left us in that same place. And I didn't quite have the words to describe what I felt or what I was going through or what I saw. It just felt like we were all connected. And it wasn't until um, later when I got back home, I was uh, <laughs> taking the dog out and we got a dog and he's um, he's not the perfect person. <laughs> Or he's not the perfect dog, rather. Um, I guess we're not supposed to say he's bad. We're just supposed to say he's young and he's learning and growing. But he'd be, he'd be doing the most sometimes. So long story short, we have like a uh, a trainer friend that we go to, and she works. She helps us work with him. And one of the main, like we spent thirty minutes going through all the things that are wrong with him and what we're doing and how we're correcting him and you know all the things we think we're doing right but also know we're not doing right and we need help on desperately uh it was like a quiet loud cry for help but um so we were explaining all that and her first message to us was you have to um you have to let him fail he's got to be allowed to fail in order to know what it feels like to succeed um he's got to know the wrong part in order to do the right part and if you're so strict on him or if you're so um, locked down with everything and demanding perfection or demanding excellence and punishing against it, um, you're almost setting him up in a no-win situation. And it hit me like a ton of bricks that that was our connection. It was our key to growth. It was our key to understanding. We've got to allow ourselves to fail as well. We have to allow ourselves to be broken we have to allow ourselves to not have everything together in order for us to help us move forward not move on or move away but just move forward and if we do that there's opportunity for us to get a little bit better um if we talk at it from a religious standpoint uh, no matter what discipline or faith you're in um it all bases around the ability to um, love and forgive. And even when the world puts conditions on us, uh, the love of, um, you know, our savior and an unconditional um, love that we have for each other should allow each other to fail and still give each other grace and mercy to move forward together and, and still love each other even when things don't go well. Um, obviously it gets a little more um, in detail and depending on what happens that that might be a little bit difficult but you know you're following me here at least that we have to allow each other the opportunity to fail and that's kind of what love is anyway it's you know showing somebody that we're still here even when things didn't go the way that we needed them to go um, it basically says you're allowed to not be everything that you wanted to be but I'm still going to be here and that's the the uplift that I have, like the whole reason that there's even a mentoring group, the whole reason that, you know, we were even esteemed guests is because he helped set up something that allowed people to not be their best and still be counted as somebody important and somebody special. And if we can be like that, if we can remember to show ourselves that love and appreciation we can be better for those that are looking up to us because how is somebody going to learn from us if we're not giving them the right tools to learn?
if we're so hard on ourselves for not being perfect, what are we teaching the next person? So if we can just teach them that it's okay to fail, not all the time, but it's okay if something happens, that we'll still be there, then that's our legacy. Our legacy doesn't always have to be a pot of gold at the end. Our legacy doesn't always have to be fame and riches and uh, a mausoleum and a statue in our honor. You know, it doesn't have to be a city named after us or a key to the city or some long proclamation or resolution. It It doesn't even have to be a tree. I'm glad we got trees for our people, but it doesn't have to be that. But if it can be the type of opportunity to let somebody not be their best, but also see them where they're at and help them grow and elevate to the point where People who have never met you already know your name and know why you're here. And the president of a national and global powerhouse organization knows your story. What more can you ask for? I won't ask for much for you, and I won't ask for that much more for myself. Because I'm going to allow myself the opportunity to do a little better by accepting myself when I do a little worse. I hope you do the same. This life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. I hope you'll join me again. So once I get done loving through the failure, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to remember where did I park, park, park.